The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is November 23rd, 2019, NXT War Games 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Raj, do we have a third coming tonight? Uh, not sure right now. Um, Matt Morgan, who who will the third man be? <laughs> who knows? It'll be a surprise. Stay tuned. There was so much to talk about. Here is my takeaway from tonight's takeover. Takeover has consistently been excellent. The most consistent series of pay-per-views and live wrestling special events in recent memory. Every one solid from start to finish, but perhaps so much so that that's become par for the course. It's become expected. I feel like tonight NXT TakeOver got its wow factor back with the surprise of Kevin Owens at the end with that amazing women's war games match to start off the show with the storytelling on display. Raj, what did you think? I, I mean, I thought this event was awesome, you know, um, I, I, top to bottom, you know, I mean, takeovers have been like that. They've just been outstanding shows. And I thought this was no different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing was there weren't many ma- matches with stakes. There was just the one that triple threat, which I thought was really good. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a, a great event. I thought that last spot was a little too much. Uh, that was, <laughs> you know, it was spectacular for sure. But that's one where it just felt like if you uh, missed that by just a little bit, uh, you know, someone could die. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I was like, oh man, I, I was just like, please let this go right. In fact, if anyone, if it happens during uh, this, if anyone just has any indication that Adam Cole is okay, I kid you not, I would appreciate knowing. I was watching for that after the match to see if uh, referee Drake Wirtz was checking on him. That oh, he, he, I'm, I'm sure he was just selling it. Um, I, well, of course, but at the same time, that's in the back of your head, though, right? Like you said, this was a very dangerous move. It's spectacular. But... You would you would see people bum rushing the the ring if you know if there, if there was something wrong. Yeah, and as Natalie in the chest saying, "Cole didn't move at all." It scared me. So yeah, sometimes that's the problem. Guys sell so well that for the view, but that's the point. That's why they do it. They want us to be hooked in. And worry at home, but yes, it was okay. Uh, Jason Sorak is saying Cole left with the refs after it went off the air. Total sell. That is fantastic to hear. Um, let's dive right in and talk about this and save sort of our high level, highfalutin analysis for during the match. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Garza on the pre show. Angel Garza picking up a win, uh, with the exception of the chant of the audience yelling, You got swerved, which I love that that's being brought back. Um, what did you think of this match? I thought it was good. I thought it was a good opener. I think Angel Garza, he's got something. Like I feel like he's got some 
he's got star quality. He's got a natural smugness. Um, he, he's got this natural swagger. I think uh, I, I could see big things for him if he's used right, and that's a you know that's a big if. But as long as he stays in NXT, uh, I think I think he'll do great. So I thought this match was a great opener. It was good, and not I think was this the first time we've ever had a match on the NXT Takeover pre-show? I believe the announcer sold that before the show. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I, there might have been one a while ago. Did, did they say it was the first one? I believe so. Now, what they used to do is they used to tape some matches before TakeOver and then air those right. the following Wednesday on the show. They're not doing that now that they're live every Wednesday at Full Sail. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, because usually, yeah, it's just the announcers talking the whole time. And so the pre-show was completely skippable. So, yeah, I guess I guess that must be. So, yeah, it was a, a, you know, when the pre-show matches are, <laughs> are that, are that fast paced and, and that good, it really sets the, uh, sets the tone for the show. Yeah. Getting a scoop rush. This is, yeah, something else. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was good to have this. I thought Angel Garza looked fantastic. I think Swerve's uh, got a lot of potential. Um, we opened war games proper and saw that Mia Yim had been attacked backstage and uh, we got a classic whodunit. I think given where the night was going, I think a lot of us knew that it was Dakota Kai who had attacked Mia Yim. Uh, Rhea Ripley picked Dakota Kai to replace Mia Yim on her women's war games team. And uh, yeah, I gotta say, man, I mean, let's just, let's just talk about this first before the match. Dakota Kai turned tonight, attacked Tegan Knox when it was her turn to enter the ring. I felt like this is what the Bailey heel turn should have been. Some yeah. build up. And then just, I mean, she went ape shit on her in that cage. Yeah, hold on one second. Uh, just keep talking about it and I'll get right back to you. So what happened was, to walk people through the sequence of events, we had Mia Yim, who was attacked backstage. Rhea Ripley said Dakota Kai was going to replace her on the team. Kai feigned, oh, I'm not ready for the match. But Rhea was like, sure, you can do it. Kai was like, okay, right on, Captain. Um, then when it happened in the entrance, they were the last two in Rhea's uh, team to enter. And Tegan Knox, uh, Dakota Kai were in there instead of Dakota Kai entering. She just peed the crap out of Tegan Knox. Yeah. Uh, William Regal came out. She started peeing like off uh, William Regal. Um, and it was, it was nuts. I mean, just in seeing this, this was just mayhem. And all I could think, cause Dakota Kai has been compared to Bailey a lot in her mm -hmm. career. Um, this was done. This was a much better version of the Bailey heel turn. Yeah, unless all of a sudden she starts acting like a baby face again for the next two months and then goes back to being a heel. Uh, yes, I thought this was beautifully done. Um, I get the Bailey comparisons and Bailey. I mean, you see where she's at right now. Her that heel turn was so botched. You know, when she started, it was hot, and then you know, uh, then she goes back to having the streamers and acting like a baby face. And when they finally did go to her being a heel, uh, people just didn't care anymore. And uh, so I thought. I thought it was great. I, and I know with NXT, their booking is always sound. It's always solid. So I'm sure uh, her and Tegan Knox, you know, will have uh, a great feud. I think whoever is booking and writing the NXT women's division should be put in charge of the women's division on Raw and SmackDown as well. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's the best of all the companies. Yeah. 
it's so consistent. And I think what they do, aside from telling stories that involve more than two women, period, um, is I think what they do well is there's a certain level of elevation, right? I mean, Shayna, we know her record. We know what a badass she is. Rhea, they're clearly building up. But I feel like Bianca, Io Shirai, Mia Yim, there are so many credible challengers in there. And they're such defined characters. And that's the problem with the main roster. I mean, Dana Brooke, what is her? Even even Natalia, and I love Natalia. Natalia is wrestling royalty. What's Natalia's character and story in the WWE? Since her father passing, they haven't really done much with that. I feel like in NXT, these are equal characters in a much larger storyline. And they're intertwining and interweaving with each other. I just thought tonight was such a great payoff to that with this women's uh, war game match. Yeah, I thought this match was, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was booked, uh, you know, I thought it was booked great. Um, the only thing, I was like, this match should have been on last. You know, unless they got something. But then again, you know, with the, the KO surprise and everything. They I had see. something. Yeah, but I thought it told a great story. It made Rhea Ripley look like a gigantic star. Uh, and you know, I know some people didn't like the the four on two, and then the you know with the heels on the baby faces, and the baby faces still winning. But I thought it was great. Um, you know, I, there there is a time when you shouldn't do that, but I thought for making Rhea Ripley this big monster baby face, you know, to eventually take on Shayna Baszler, um, yeah, it, it, I thought it was it was done perfect and uh matt's about to jump on so uh let, let, let's keep talking about this match so we can well, get his, his thoughts on it and we'll yeah, and we'll talk about that more because i know matt is a fan of Rhea. so raj you haven't been privy to these conversations we've been having here Rhea ripley has fast become the hottest star in all of women's wrestling um i mean i'm seeing it tonight on twitter a lot of people, a lot of names, a lot of names we all know and respect in, in this business um, from journalists to pundits to other professional wrestlers are just discovering how incredible and credible uh, Rhea Ripley is as a competitor. And it's been uh, really amazing. I mean, it feels like almost overnight that the world has caught on to how incredibly talented she is. Uh, welcoming Mr. Matt Morgan. And let me point out, we called it first. We did. We definitely yeah, we did. did. I'll take that argument to my grave. We totally called this out. That Rhea Ripley would be winning or? That she would be a, a huge star if they do right by her. And I know anyone could say that about any given talent. But I would argue we were the first podcast to really go strong and all in on her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was great tonight. So we had the women's war games match. It was Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai. We talked about what happened there. Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and NXT UK women's champion Kaylee Ray. Um, because of the Tegan Dakota situation, this ended up being Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae, a two on four situation. Uh, Matt, some people took issue with the credibility of them oh, pulling out a win. On. No, it's wrestling. Okay. Yes. And maybe it's because I agree with it. And the person I thought that should have been spotlit and who should have been built and featured at the end of this story got over. Maybe, you know, you can argue that with me um, because if this was done with somebody I don't like and don't think should be getting this, you know what I mean? I could see maybe the argument, but bottom line is this worked in the context it was served to us. And, and this is the ultimate spirit of 76. That's what this is. This was awesome as far yeah. as building empathy and sympathy for the baby faces, which what's her name has in spades, might I add. Um, the girl used to come up with Joey Ryan. What's her name? Candice LeRae. Yes. 
amazing. Um, and the badass, you know, got featured that she need and that needed to be featured in this, and she totally got brought to the next level tonight. I loved it. I have no complaints. Yeah, I, I think you know if you're building someone like a Brock Lesnar or just someone like a monster, overcoming that four on two uh, disadvantage and still winning totally. just makes them look so much stronger. And I thought it it, she just looked like a, a powerhouse. I think mm-hmm. if they would have beaten her. Yeah, she got beaten four on two, but it just takes something away. But by not beating her, having her get that win on top of it just made her look that much stronger. So, yeah, it, it was like she was already on her way to becoming a star, but this was kind of like a star-making performance. I just wanted to apologize to the fans on the show real quick. It took me forever to get in here, and I do apologize. No, uh, no worries, man. Glad to have you. And I think that, Matt, honestly, that's tonight when I was watching that. I was just thinking like, oh, man. Matt's going to be so happy with what happened with Rhea tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing to people that are saying it strains credibility. If Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman beat two opponents in a handicap match, Please, you would have would say no anything. complaints. No one would say anything. And this is how you brush it on the head. This is how you build a monster. I was talking about it from the aspect, if you're looking at Candice, who this wasn't, you know, she was featured, obviously. But from her perspective as her character, gave great credibility and, and the, it built her ability to legit get sympathy. Um, if, it, if it was told that she rolls somebody up out of nowhere, the story at the end, you know what I mean? It, you could still see it. Um, but this is a different way in which the um, she, uh, uh, Rhea gets built is that monster, that beast. And that's the legitimate badass. I mean, she just screams badass. She always has, and she's really feeling herself right now. I don't. I don't see. I'm being honest. I'm not blowing smoke because it just happened. I'm in a feel good moment when I'm saying this and being caught up. I've always. We've seen it from time after time after time when she's in the ring with these other girls on SmackDown and Raw. Raj, I was saying this in the last two shows. Dude, she looks so comfortable in there. There's not a glimmer, not a glitch of uncomfortability from her. She belongs in there with them, and she thinks she's better. I love that. Yeah. It radiates off it's of her. The, it's the confidence. And, you know, I think yes, uh, that's the word. That's what Nia Jax was lacking. Nia Jax has great size. Yes. Uh, in terms of being able to dominate over her opponents. But I think that with Rhea, I mean, I just believe it, man. I mean, you, Me you could put her in a match with almost anyone, male or female, and I would think, like, I don't know who's going to win this fight. I would, believe that, ahead. I would believe she would believe she would kick their ass. Yeah. And, and I know we were just talking about Rhea here, but also Io Shirai looked amazing in this. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. yeah. She was just she was just awesome. And her, her starting off with Candice, I thought, was just perfect. Like, they, they have the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just such a hot way to start off the main card, and it was – I, I can't say enough about this match. I thought it was great. And it was probably, um, I, I, it was probably flawless. Like, you know, a lot of times this is supposed to be developmental. So you'll see, you know, little errors here and there, but I didn't notice anything in this match. Great spots. As far as anything we missed or botched for being a, the first ever war games match. And, you know, most of these women haven't wrestled in a cage. So, um, yeah, it's great. Um, and Io Shirai, absolutely. I mean, I think all of them looked like stars. Even Bianca with uh, the hair whip and that oh, spot yeah. tonight. Uh, who was it that she bench pressed? Um, she pressed. It was it is Candice. Um, yeah. She she is just so strong and looks like a star. She's another one that I think. Man, they're they're doing such a good job with her in NXT. I, I always worry with everyone. <laughs> Damian Priest is the only one I think that uh, would be treated. You know, would be given a push right off the bat. But the rest, you know, I, I worry about a little bit. 
So yeah, I am Air, and I've seen this online. Oh, I couldn't believe two women beating four women with with weapons. Um, something about this tonight. I think, and I think they they were aware of this as well because we saw that spot right when it, when Candice and uh, Rhea were on in separate rings. We saw how they were managing, whether it was with the trash can or the kendo stick. They were taking care to keep both opponents down. I think it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. Definitely did. As a match, I thought this match was better than the men's war games war war games match. Even though the the men's war games had you know the big surprise with KO and also that insane spot that we'll talk about. And I mean, I think this is my favorite of the NXT war games matches. Period, because it didn't go on too long. Once it was clear that it was going to be four on two, I mean. Think about the final match tonight by having that surprise fourth man. I don't know about you guys. I was doing the math going, well, it's going to be 30 minutes until we figure out who the fourth man is and the match officially begins. This had a bit more pep to it, and I think it benefited greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big time. Yeah. I mean, uh, just this whole show in general, just the whole the whole context of, of NXT is just <clears throat> so night and day. It just is with their storylines. I mean, yeah. think about it, guys. Think about to just w- when the four horse woman got called up, okay? And then what's her name got called up? Who was undefeated forever? What's her name? Come on, um, Oscar. Oscar. And we're like, wow, they're going to be bare in the women's division for the next like what three years? No, <laughs> no. I would argue this division is as strong as it's ever been, right? If not more, am I crazy for thinking that? It took a while. I mean. Am I crazy I for saying that this women's division, you Glenn and Raj, is stronger right now than it was when Charlotte and company were there? Am I nuts? I, I would say that's probably that's probably correct because when, when Charlotte and them were there, that you had four that were good, and then the rest. Alexa, you had four in Alexa. Alexa wasn't. Alexa good yet. was not there yet. Uh, no and way. And she wasn't even good. I no mean, way. Not taking away anything from her, but no, it took her a while on the main roster. Okay, to, we, we had Emma. Emma at the time. Her little good. dance thing was over. Her dance thing was over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it wasn't like it was just four and then everything else was shit. I'm saying that there were four stars. Well, it was what happened on SmackDown and Raw. We always used to say this. We can't take it back now. Was that the upper echelon women were so far ahead of everybody and everybody's way down here. We used to say that weekly. We can't yeah. take that back now. And that's how it was in NXT. It was a big drop off. I've always gone with the SNL comparison. And if you look at. Oh, that. Uh, oh, that. Because we all know what you're talking about. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. I do know, but what's the comparison? The comparison Saturday Night Live had a great cast, and then the cast left, and we got a new cast of people. And then for a long time, I was like, "Well, why do you give a shit about these people?" Um, you know, like, like I, I think I did. I say like Bobby Roode and and uh, Nakamura were like the uh, Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo of NXT. <laughs> Dude. Oh, of NXT. Okay, yeah. Okay. Of NXT, like they they were the stars. Were over. But then, yeah, and then there was a lot of other people. You're like, well, sure, they're funny, but I don't know them by name. But this now, to me, this is like SNL when uh, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, uh, John Lovitz, Kevin Nealon, Dennis Miller. Remember when it has come back like in year 10? That's what NXT feels like right now, like better than the original NXT stars because it's got a deeper bench and it's just more stacked from top to bottom. You said Joe Piscopo over Bill Murray? No, Bill Murray wasn't on the show when Joe Piscopo was. But he he was when Eddie Murphy was. Those were, no, like, he wasn't. Those, wasn't he? He was not. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Bill, the original cast left in 1980, and then they got replaced with different people. And that's what NXT is like. So I'm saying mm-hmm. right now, NXT is the best it's ever been in terms of consistency. <sighs> it is. 
do you think that they have but then I go back and I think to like well Finn Finn's back yeah. <laughs> and that's true he's kind of always my like automatic guy I go to like the top star in that company back in the day it's like wait wait a minute he is back again though <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it's it's like if uh, Chevy Chase had come back to SNL as oh a full-time God. cast member 10 years in when he was still funny. Um, Can I ask a more press, pressing question that I know our fans on Twitter are wondering? Hmm. Is uh, which Raj do we have tonight? <laughs> do we have fun Raj tonight? <laughs> ah, it's just been water and or watching water Raj. And, yeah, water Raj. Okay. <laughs> not drinking that, that I love crack. water Raj. Hey, yeah. I'm not, not drinking that Kraken rum. No, NXT no. with an alcohol, hard alcohol sponsor tonight. I, on I saw that. Yeah. How did I miss that? What was it? It was on the pre-show. Kraken rum and Shayna Baszler like did this whole video for them. Um it was yeah, yeah. There's it's notable. But, I mean, the majority of our audience doesn't care about this, but for people to follow advertising, this was a very notable development that they had hard alcohol reference tonight, or uh, advertising tonight. So, um, anyhow, Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae won this match. Uh, that last spot with her and Shayna Baszler, her hand, uh, Rhea Ripley handcuffing herself to Shayna Baszler, uh, stomping her over the chairs, getting her in the pin there at the end. Um to me, it strains credibility for Shayna to retain the title. When Shayna and Rhea go one-on-one in that title match, I will not believe unless there was massive outside interference that, I mean, I just, I don't think there's a way Rhea can lose clean given how they've built her now. I don't think she's going to. I, I think Rhea is going to win. And I think, you know, I think they're just, uh, by having her not, by not having that one-on-one match on this uh, takeover, it just you know prolongs it a little. But yeah, it, I think uh, Rhea's going to be the next NXT Women's Champ. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I think no, Matt- Io. Io. Uh, th- did we mention the moonsault that she did from the top of the cage? No. We said that she did well. <laughs> yeah, it looked awesome. Io is Io is just on another level. So I think her and, and Rhea Ripley could just have an insane feud. Good lord. Uh, what did you think of the Dakota Kai heel turn, Matt? I'm not. I'm not that big of a. I'm not her biggest fan. Um, I don't hate her. I, I just don't. I'm not uh, out of the bunch. She's just. I don't know. So it didn't have any effect on me, if I'm being honest. Really? I like I said, I'm not as drawn into her her angle as I am a lot of the others. I like that they set it up. Everybody I else like is. I know. Everybody else is. I'm by myself on this pretty much. I know. I, th- okay. I thought it was well done, uh, but I, I get what you're saying too. Uh, if I hear she's, you know, wrestling, it's not like I have to tune in. But uh, right. But but how it was written and how it was pulled off. Yes, it was great yeah. itself. Yeah. And now she's got a built-in program she can go into with feuding with. Uh, I'm sure they'll say Tegan's injured, but she could feud with Mia Yim. Now Dakota and Mia have some great matches. Then she could feud with Tegan when they bring her back. Um, yeah, what, I, I what like about, that. What about what's her name? I like what's her name better for her actually. Uh, Bianca, Candice, Candice. Yeah, any of them. This is the yeah. thing, man. It's like we don't talk yeah. this way about the main yeah. roster women. It's like no one's sitting here saying, "Well, then Becky can feud with Dana Brooke next, and then she yeah. can go into program with Natalia, and then maybe against Carmella." We like, did. Right at the beginning of the revolution, I remember. Yes. And then that was like it. That yeah. Was it. Yeah. 
we're like, oh my god, can you imagine Charlotte versus like Natty on TV and given fifteen minutes? Like, I don't know, that was a big one, um, you know, or uh, Sasha when they made Sasha um, when they brought her in, she was heel that first night, right? No, no, she was she was pretty well, kind of. She was in that team bad. Did they put her up oh, with yes. team bad? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was like, why are they putting her with them? But they were all kind of baby faced, you know. They weren't like heel heels. Remember was... that like month where they tried to make team bad a female New Day and kept pairing them with New Day and they had that Unity chant. Mm. It was dark times. Yeah, yeah. Tr- I tried to forget that. <laughs> they had a they had the Street Profits song. The Street Profits theme song was their song, Team Bad. I did not know that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, any. Yeah, you can find it. It's online. Anyhow. Um, so yeah, this was a fantastic match. After this, we got the number one contenders triple threat: Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane versus Damian Priest. Um. Hell of a match with these guys. Pete Dunn won, and he's going to have an NXT championship match against Adam Cole tomorrow night on Survivor Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you look at how um, Vince has pushed Baron Corbin. I see Damian Priest, you know, when, whenever he's on Raw or SmackDown, I can see him being one of the guys called up. And uh, I, he's one of the guys I can see Vince continually pushing. I know people bring up Drew McIntyre and saying WWE botched him, but he's, you know, he worked WrestleMania with Roman Reigns. Uh, it's not like he's, you know, uh, on the lower level that a lot of other guys are. So guys that have the height, you know, Vince usually will will push him for a while. They get more opportunities, and I could see Damian Priest being one of those guys. I feel like this is uh, overdue, right, yeah. for Pete Dunne to get this opportunity. Yeah. What what else does this guy have to do? I don't know. I, he he's nasty. I, I'm su- I'm such a mark for him his style he's yeah. really good i think him and adam cole and adam cole has had his working shoes on this last month boy oh boy yeah <laughs> and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how adam cole if he's you know i'm sure he'll be selling uh that move tonight that he took but uh i can't see them having pete dunn beat him yeah what do you think what do you think of my prediction of an all nxt sweep raj how crazy do you think i am for making that prediction at survivor series uh, i mean we saw team raw have the sweep last year and it never Remember, went yes yeah, yeah. I, I just <clears throat> i think just with smackdown being on fox and i don't know i, I just think they really want to make the fox guys happy and if you know people are saying that fox didn't win a single match for the second i mean not fox smackdown didn't win, win a single match for the second year in a row i don't know how much they care about that but they probably don't but I could see just WWE wanting SmackDown to look strong as well. Yeah, I've forgotten that. They got really punked out last year. Yeah, and it, it didn't go anywhere. Everyone was like, well, let the story play out, man. It's very <laughs> critical. Just let it play out. <laughs> I just We just need an hour where it's just all of us just like responding to Twitter trolls online, <laughs> right? Um, and doing that voice. Uh, yeah, good for, I mean, this was a good showcase for Priest, good showcase for Dunn. I feel like Killian Dane, I don't know what his ceiling is um, in NXT, but I feel like he's hitting it. I liked him bigger. Is that, I don't know, is that wrong for me to say that, that I liked him when he was a little bit more overweight? It's fine. I liked him better when he was sanity. He looked with his, you know, his uh, his look and everything, he looked more like a star as opposed to now he just looks like 
a you biker guy. You didn't, uh, you didn't like big, the big and hairy look he had. Well, you, when he was in Sanity, right? Or, or you mean um, like when he was in NXT before the Sanity? Well, Sanity call up, he was that way too. But before, right before he got called up, to, um, or got put in Sanity. Sorry. Yeah, and he wasn't wearing the shirt back then, right? Yes. Right. The yeah. back hair, all that back a- hair. Right. Right. If A Train only accepted that, when we were on hell shows, dude, I can't even begin to tell how many how much heat he used to get. And we'd be on that five man survivor series team usually. So you have Brock in this match and on our team, you have Big Show. Um, so you have guys that get heat. Um, but I'm telling you right now, A Train used to draw the most heat with shave your back, shave your back chance. And like at first he really wouldn't sell it. Then he started to eventually and he started doing covering the ears. He'd go like to us in the corner. We'd cover his ears, you know, and tell everybody shut up kind of a thing. It gets such cheap heat from it. Yeah. But um, with this guy, he's a killer, man, I think. And I thought he looked that way with the look he had before. You know, now he just, you worked hard to do that though. So like, what do you do? You can't put that down. This kid busted his ass to, to lose those pounds, man. And what you, so I'm kind of contradicting what I usually press upon, which is these guys taking this opportunity as serious as they can. And they get up there. They need you to change your look. You change your look and you get your ass in shape. Um, you shouldn't have to be told to do that. Right. And here the guy's doing that. And I'm telling him, I preferred him the way he looked before. It's bad backwards. But for this particular case with him, I always thought he looked better that way. I don't know. Yeah. He just kind of looks like another guy. He doesn't really stand out. Right. right now. Right. And I like the different shapes. I've always loved that about pro wrestling. Yeah. The failure of sanity to me is still the, one of the most puzzling things in recent memory. They, they were never given a real shot. Somebody had to have really wanted them. That's the way it always works. Is at least when I was there, maybe it's different today. Cause Hunter has like the father figure role on everybody up there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does look like a very tall forgotten son. Uh, he yeah. wouldn't be bad in that group. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're no, right. No, He'd no, make no. them look different, right? Yeah, much taller. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't stand out as much. I think that's the issue. Um, so this was a good match tonight. I mean, unfortunate it had to follow the women's match. I feel like that was such a hot start that anything would have been a letdown in this position. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I could see people not thinking this match was as good uh, because it followed that women's match, and that women's match was so hot. So does Pete Dunn win tomorrow night? I don't think so. I mean, Pete Dunn's great. Don't get me wrong, but does he win what? He's going as Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Are you really asking that? Hell no, we're not beating Adam Cole. Okay, but then then here's my question, then Matt. What do you do with Pete Dunn now? He was NXT UK champ for a long time. They they took that off of him. This is what they're doing with him. They build people like him. They build him up, give him a little bit of juice right before it's time to feed him to John Cena. In this case, fill in the blank with Adam Cole. And you could always take him back into like the North American title that, you know, that picture. Absolutely. He is not beating Adam Cole. That is not happening. Well, what I think is telling about it is he hasn't really been featured in these invasions of Raw and SmackDown, but clearly Adam Cole has been front and center. So they've got some main roster TV time invested in him right why can't yeah. he be the nxt champ while he's doing that oh no, no he can be but that's what i'm saying it's like so it would be out of left field to have pete dunn beat the guy oh that, the even more to, yeah of course even more yeah. for him not to beat him yeah i mean uh yeah so after that we got finn balor versus matt riddle now this was not finn's first time competing 
without being the demon at a takeover. Uh, one in the tag team classic finals with Samoa Joe at takeover respect. He was not the demon. And when he was at takeover UK, he was not the demon, but still tonight, did this feel weird to you, Matt, that we had Finn Balor at an NXT takeover singles match against Matt no. Riddle? No, no, absolutely not. Because we've not, I'm not saying it works for me. I'm just, I, I'd always prefer demon every time we can get him, but we've, been used to expect this this is the context we've gotten him in now for how long now so yeah. whether the nxts oh i'm used to seeing him as the demon on nxt i haven't thought that way since those nxts um so plus he's tonight, a heel now plus yeah. he's a heel he doesn't want to be getting cheers and he's gonna get cheered out of the the arena with that gimmick right i thought i loved this yeah this, this i was so excited to watch I don't know if this is riddle's best match this was my favorite matt riddle match it is so good it just so different, isn't he? Yeah, Riddle. Star wise, it just felt like almost like the biggest thing on the show in a lot of ways, outside of you know Kevin Owens. But both these, I mean, this felt like yeah. it could be you know a high profile SummerSlam match or you know like mm -hmm. like it, definitely, man. Yeah, I thought I, th I thought this match was great too. Um, but yeah, it. I think because of those the two War Games matches, you kind of, you kind of forget about it. In a way. You do. Oh, oh, uh, breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, Madison, it came unplugged. Plug it back in. He's plugging it back in. Um, we'll bear with us a second here, folks. One second while Matt figures this out. So, um, what do you think, Matt Riddle's best match? Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of uh, in the chat. Help me out. Who who are some of his other takeover opponents? I know he had Cash Zono in that quick one. Uh, then he had a good one with him. Uh, Velveteen Dreams is okay, yeah. but just uh, the experience. I mean, this is the most experienced. I mean, Cash Zono obviously has a depth of experience as well. But I feel like going against Finn, this elevated Riddle and his uh, in-ring performance. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things. Riddle, you know, he's he's lost a, a few times now, um, but you know, losing to Finn, it was the right finish. I thought um, Finn looked great, and uh, Matt didn't get hurt taking the loss here. Well, and this is his second takeover loss, so it yep. wasn't like this was the first time. And he also lost to you know Adam Cole on the premiere of NXT on USA, the two-hour premiere. So a lot of people talking about Riddle and Goldberg. Riddle uh, doing some Goldberg moves tonight. Yeah, yeah, he did the spear and the jackhammer. Yeah. And got a two count. <laughs> yeah. Matt? Back on, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think uh, the Riddle and Goldberg thing. Uh, what do you think about that, Matt? What about it? I don't know. I mean, just people keep perpetuating it now. Like they think he the would look like a happen. little. He would look like a little boy in the ring with him. And I know that's. He looked like Marco Stunt. <laughs> it's just bad. like when you saw him in the hallway, confronting Goldberg, which he which he did not do. Um, I didn't. I saw a boy talking to a grown ass man. Um. But by the same token, here's a kid 
that could kick most people's heads clear off their shoulders. Yeah. And as a wrestler, now I'm MMA fighter now. All right. I'm not just relying on that for him and what makes him different. His matches are so damn different. I love it. I love how different every match he has is on every card he's on. I love the, the thought process that's put into all his matches and the psychology and just the difference. I, I don't like the entrance. I don't like the flip-flops. I don't like all that other crap that he's got to be doing, but he's still figuring out who he is, right? That's part of what being new in the business is, is getting all these experiments. I tell you, I tell you guys ad nauseum, it's get all these reps in you as far as promos go, as far as matches go, being in front of a crowd goes and slowly, but surely you're going to figure out who the hell you are as a man first. And then eventually that character and that persona in the ring. And he's still figuring that out, which is scary because he's given us these classic, in my opinion, classics, He's had a couple now where I'm like, wow, this dude is good and he's money. He's major money if they do him right. Yeah, we'll see. Big fan. Big fan. Although, but, but, but versus Goldberg, um, it'd be a, it, it immediately would make him. Let's call speed speed on that, obviously, right? I think that's anyone could see that. But um, I don't know what we shall see. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg, and this is no offense to Matt Riddle, but Goldberg just, when you see him, he comes across, he just looks like a superstar, like a larger than life, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan level type of superstar. And Matt Riddle looks like someone that'd be, you know, getting kicked out of a bar for being too loud. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's no disrespect. In real life, Matt Riddle would probably, you know, beat the hell out of Goldberg. But that, that, uh, isn't that know, what's crazy about perception? This? Isn't like, that yeah. crazy? Well, yeah, that, it's like, you uh, it on the head right there. Yeah, like Haku and Hogan, right? Like if people looked at him, everyone would say Hogan, but Haku would kill him. So it, it's that perception uh, that, you know, really makes a difference. Yeah. Man. So uh, now we're at the main event. Finn Balor got the win here. Interesting. He did not successfully get the coup de gras before getting the win, uh, but then he did hit a 1916 on Riddle and pinned him for the win. Um, after that, talked about Mia Yim and Tegan Knox suffering injuries. Both were taken to local medical facilities. And then we got the men's war games match, the undisputed era, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and a final partner to be announced. And the way they built the suspense, as I said, I was just counting down saying it's going to be a half an hour till we know who the mystery man is all right well i'm waiting for you to finish that sentence so i can tell you to go back to that comment please put that comment back on please <laughs> oh wait i didn't yeah. see it of course you did raj come on somebody wrote carrie and george writes raj come on matt riddle looks like a star okay you like how i have the same voice that i use for everybody's impersonation okay well, really quick that's my sasha banks voice that's my Bailey voice that's my Hulk Hogan voice probably anyways listen um He's saying, come on, Raj, Matt Riddle looks like a star. When Matt Riddle first comes out of that tunnel, he looks like, you guys feel he looks like a star? Or does he look, to me, he looks like the dude. Yeah. Matt, but that's his character. Okay, that's his character. But that's not what I would perceive as a larger than life, reach to the TV screen and choke me by my, and grab me around my throat with his persona to make me emotionally invest in him of being a badass. I don't get that from him. Goldberg coming out snorting freaking smoke. Come on. Come on. And uh, Riddle, I mean, he has the look if he wants to, but exactly to your point. It's something in the presentation with his, his, his entrance 
from the music to the bro, 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 whatever the hell that is that you're chanting stuff. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, he's right. better than all of that. He doesn't need that. That's some shit you throw on Robbie E. He does not need this. Yeah, I mean, if, if Conor McGregor was coming out in sandals, you know, saying, dude, just over and over, he would not right. be the star that he is. Right. Uh, there is a, a – He doesn't you know, need it. Yeah. So This is a shtick you put on somebody who needs a character. This dude's character is he can – I just said it. Yeah. Clearly kick anybody's head clean off their shoulders and back up his talk of talking smack to Goldberg and other people that he's not scared of or doesn't even flinch for. Mm-hmm. That's real-life stuff. You don't have to write for that. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing it. Just let him be himself. I don't know. I think this is him. I think this. So this is how we have twenty four hours a day. He, yeah. he, he bros people all the time. That's yeah. not a gimmick. No. <laughs> huh? There right. you go. Then he's doing what you're supposed to be doing. Then technically, what I would say is you got to be who you are, dialed up. So then that is really then what he's doing. Yeah. It just doesn't hit with me and you as far as what I, I think oh. we see as major pay per view drawing talents. Right. Like, yeah. You know, Goldberg. Exactly. Uh, JJB Gaming saying he's like PG RVD. I think he's like RVD who smokes way more pot somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's possible. <laughs> but Rob and then that's a good example actually because how he always talks is super laid back, right? But there was something about Rob, like both backstage in real life and in the ring, that you can't take liberties with Rob Van Dam. Rob will, fuck, will f you up. He didn't over. I don't know. I don't know right? if he's overdoing it again. The flip flops and things like that. If yes, if Rob Van Dam was coming out, you know, with beachwear and a surfboard, it would have hurt. You know, his uh, surfboard. Yes. He would have hurt his. Uh, That's true. His star power, his look, and everything. What about if he came out in jams? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used to have jams back in the day. They yeah, like, <laughs> take it back to 1990. You know. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. But Riddle, if if they do him right, huge draw opportunity from the rest of these guys I see, right? I mean, his matches are so damn, again, they're so different. It's so hard to be different now, and he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about this men's war games match. I mean, Matt, what do you think about that when you have such a big buildup before the match even officially starts, and tonight even more so with that fourth man reveal? What do you mean? Well, I mean, just the, just waiting, right? Just waiting for that. Do you think that by building up that it was it was going to be this big surprise? I mean, and I felt bad because I was trying to get into the match, but I kept thinking, when are they going to reveal it? When are they going to reveal it? It's It o- almost overshadowed the match waiting for what turned out to be KO showing up. Did you really feel bad, though? Oh, well, I want to I enjoy what I'm doing. I never want to be sitting there, like, treating it almost like it's the pre-show. Mm. You know, like, when's it really going to start? Didn't we, think, didn't we think it was going to be KO, though? I mean, that's a very realistic prediction. So, I mean, we saw Velveteen Dream was a popular guess coming back from injury. Uh, Johnny Gargano was another guess. The the Blue Sky Wildness was CM Punk, of course. I saw some people even saying John Morrison. Um, but, yeah, again, wrestling fans, when it comes to speculation, we're not always the most critical thinking bunch. Uh, but I no, thought I think- last show you said that. that Which one? It, it was going to be KO. I thought... We said last episode that we did our podcast. I thought KO was going to turn tomorrow night at Survivor Series, that he was going to uh, turn on the Raw team sorry. and go to NXT. So I thought he was going to go to NXT, and that could very well happen tomorrow night. Um, in fact, Triple H in the post-conference call said, we will have to see what this means for Kevin Owens' future tomorrow night at Survivor Series. Um, but yeah. I will say this. When I first heard that like 
the, the first like millisecond of the guitar theme KOs that the first guitar hit did make me think, is that cult of personality? And then no, realized it was KO. Mm. Still excited. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I had tweeted, I had guessed it was KO, possibly Velveteen Dream, but the way it was built up so much, I think Velveteen Dream would have been kind of a, a disappointment at this stage right now. Um, whereas, you know, KO would not. So uh, KO definitely made the most sense. And people went ape shit. I mean, they like just blew up the place, right? Yeah. Good. He needs yeah. it. That's the thing. When it, it's like when you'd have, uh, you remember back in ECW when you'd have a former WWF guy, like they would rip the WWF guys all the time. Yeah, Sid. Um, but there, there's others. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow when he first came. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they would they would just go crazy. They just felt like so much bigger stars in that environment. And anytime you have a main roster guy showing up on NXT, they just feel so much bigger. And uh, I noticed that la- like last week on N- last week's NXT, the revival felt like bigger stars on NXT than they do, at, you know, on the main roster. You know how many times I've watched that tag match back? By the way, really? Oh my god, that's dude! I'm telling you, I said it was last show. We said top ten match of the year for sure, at least. Yeah. Revival. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah that was that was an awesome match. I thought that was the match of the night for me. So okay. good. NXT, man. I mean, AEW is great on Wednesday as well, but NXT's killing it lately. Can we just say how hot this brand is? To be? We're not trying to blow smoke because everyone gets on us for kissing AEW ass too much, right? Well, here's for NXT. NXT has the ability to take WWE, like SmackDown and Monday Night Raw talents and get them more over by coming to NXT. Yeah. KO tonight. Um, Finn Balor, when he came back, do you know what I'm saying? This brand is the hot brand. It's hot. The presentation, though, I think just keeps hurting it. I think that's uh, that's why AEW is going to keep winning those wars. I know they didn't last week, but you had it, you know, with the, Becky and Seth and Drew and all these main roster guys. But I think AEW is going to, you know, get back in the advantage because when you look big time, you know, you you drop bigger time viewers. So. so you think that's what it is? You think people click through the channels and and like, oh wait a minute, this 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 sucks. This match isn't lit up properly. Well, I think if you're only a fan of good matches, NXT is fine. But most people want an entertaining all around TV show, and part of that is the environment, the look of the show, how it feels. I was gonna say that's AEW's big thing too, is that they put on these really you know four star matches. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they also have that the look, you know, the big time look with the the crowds. Even even when the crowds aren't that big, they they light it in a way where it looks like a hot crowd and a, a, a feels like a big show. Whereas NXT each week looks like it's in front of like fifty people. Mm. And I think that uh, I mean we see it week in and week out. The NXT viewers mostly have been dropping. Mm. Um, AEW, you know, has, has not been gaining that much either. But they're trying to be different, though. Like as far as compared to Raw and SmackDown, isn't that the point? Isn't it supposed to give you like this gritty aesthetic look versus the glitz and the glamour of Raw and SmackDown? Isn't I that think why they could, do it? I, well, I don't think they should have you know half the arena be a stage like Raw and SmackDown. But, you know, having bigger crowds, turning up the lighting, like these takeover shows, you know. And granted, for a weekly TV show on a Wednesday okay. night, that's going to be tougher to do. But um, Okay, here's the other question. We know what we're going to get from that audience. Mm-hmm. I think that audience helps. I, I really do. The same, yeah. I know it's the same audience. I get it. But I don't know. They still work. 
like on me as the viewer watching it, like when they get excited. Sometimes they annoy me a little bit with a fight forever in the opening match. Okay, relax. You know, I want to say that sometimes, but other than that, I, I they usually do make whatever I'm watching, I don't know, better. It, it's like one of those things where if you're watching a, an MMA card, a, you know, Mike's Barnyard Championship fighting in, in, in Tupelo, Mississippi, you and, and you're watching the UFC, you know, the UFC you just know. is going to get the more viewers. It's going to get uh, it's going to get more attention because it feels better. Even if the fights are great on both, it's the UFC that's going to win out. Do you not like them chanting "Fight Forever" to the popcorn vendor on his way to the popcorn stand before the show starts? You don't, you don't enjoy that. No, I, I, I think Matt, my favorite was once you railed against the certain type of fan that I believe you said would be content just to watch Daniel Bryan defecate in a ring, Take a dump. And, yes, and be close enough that they could pleasure themselves while catching a whiff of it and chanting, "This is awesome." <laughs> uh, classic Morgan. Yes, <laughs> and I think yeah, of them. I'm not a big, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the wrestling chants in general. Um, but yeah, fight forever is one, and and the right. this is awesome. It's used way too often. So here's my take, and I put a comment on screen because someone's like, "Oh, you guys elevate AEW so much." Here's the deal. Um, we've been seeing this a lot. And I feel like we're going to address this because we have like a minute or two here before we finish talking about this. I feel like a lot of this is where you're coming from. If you're the biggest AEW fan on earth and you want AEW to succeed more than anything, when we're talking about how great NXT is, you see that as a threat to AEW. If you're a big NXT fan and WWE fan and you hear us going on about something great AEW did, you're sensitive because you're a super fan of the other brand and you see that as sort of a threat or comparison taking away time from what you love. We've been accused of both. Now we... Yeah. In full disclosure, we had ads for AEW Dynamite on this show. We disclosed them as ads. We were paid to do them in hyping Dynamite. And a lot of people were like, oh, you guys are so biased towards AEW. You've been kissing their ass for months. They started. We started saying some nice stuff about NXT. And I get people that are like giving me angry tweets saying, yeah, NXT WWE fanboy. We want more than anything. I want AEW and NXT to succeed. Screw Raw and SmackDown. I want these other two brands to do well. Just because yeah. we're hyping one over the other, saying one had a better week than the other one, doesn't mean that we're uh, against something. P.S. They're also competing against each other on the same night. So yeah. we're there on that podcast to talk about both shows. Don't you think it may? I don't know. Maybe might come up for somebody to say, hey, Matt, which of the two shows did you prefer tonight that you just watched side by side? Of course, yeah. I'm going to be asked. I'm going to ask that question. Of course, I'm going to give my answer. Yeah, and it happened to been AEW most of the nights for me. And I, I and I watch these shows more as a casual viewer as, as opposed to a hardcore fan, just because I feel like. Well, that's good. You're losing I'm... casual fans, and uh, so when people are like, "Well, why do you care so much about how the show looks?" I'm like, "Because that's what people care about. That's what if you don't look major league, it, it's it's going to hurt you." You saw that with you know the AAF or whatever that football league was. You know they're playing in empty oh, yeah, arenas, the AFL or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know if you're not looking major league, it's going to be hard to make it. And it's you know I think every week if you if you change the NXT look and the AEW look, if you swapped them, I'd probably be picking NXT every week. So. Um, and we've been critical. I mean, I said tonight, NXT TakeOver has been so good, but tonight brought their wow factor back. Like, just being great isn't good enough anymore. Um, so I think it's good that NXT is on a bit of a hot streak. It's about time they got back on a hot streak. And I put over, I, I outright say, my friends own, or part part of the, you know, the, the, the guys that run AEW. 
Okay, yeah. So there's gonna be times where I t- I straight up tell them when I do this show, like I'm gonna be partisan a, t- a lot, a lot of the time. I'll be honest, but I'll also be able to call it down the middle with the other aspects, and I'll say this right now, okay, with me being a homer for AEW, these other two aren't. I am, okay, but well, I'm, it's true. You guys do call it more down the middle on this than I do, and I, I tell people that. But but here's the thing, I can't argue in any way, shape, or form that the NXT storylines all around from top to bottom are not a thousand times better because they are. They're yeah. deeper. There's more layers to it. And in AEW's defense, they're new. Okay? So Jericho and Cody and some of the veterans that know how to get already established and we know what they're generally thinking because we know these characters so well. It makes it easier to bite into their storyline. Some of these newer ones with their storylines, these are the first time a lot of them have ever been on TV and are performing said storyline and promos to set up these storylines and angles. So we're still seeing them cut their teeth in that regard. But you can't argue top to bottom the whole show. NXT is much deeper with their angles and their storylines. I mean, the one area where I'd argue with that is that Chris Jericho Cody story. I just said that. Uh, I, I think that was better than anything on any. I, I, I said except them, okay, because yeah. they come they come already well established, and we know what they're doing and what they're thinking. So therefore, they have a they have a much bigger jump on everyone else on AEW does, mm-hmm. as far as we know what their motivations generally are, um, and they do get they do they, they've done they've done nothing but hit grand slams. There's no question. This is yeah. the best storylines, their storyline, in my opinion, between both shows, no question, including Raw and SmackDown. I throw that in there as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's better and, on Raw and SmackDown than these two. And, and another great thing with it, if AEW and NXT do well, and the better that they do, hopefully that'll help Raw and SmackDown pick up elements of what's working there I hope to better so. their product. Because the, the storytelling on Raw and SmackDown, it's, it's been tough, you know, with the Romans, with the dog barking and... And the, the, the business is never going to change, guys. It's never going to change without an outside influence to get in the game and then have legitimate competition. We know this formula. We've seen it before. All right. TNA came close for a minute there. We, you know, the company did. And what happened? It failed. And everyone made fun of it as it was on its way out. It's still running. I get that. But as far as being a legitimate competitor with WWE, I remember the fans because I had left TNA by this point. And when they left Spike... I remember the fans were like laughing about it and like putting TNA down and making fun of it. And I'm going, you idiots. This was the only like authentic, like legitimate competition. They had even had it maybe of a chance Mm -hmm. to offer something else to push WWE one day. Now that's gone. So all you fans that made fun of it, good job. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be doing that. You should be rooting for these companies, whether you like them or not. Like, I'm not a fan of Ring of Honor, but I got to root them on. I got to root that they pick it up and they get a huge network deal, you know, and they run a third show on Wednesday night or something crazy. We need that. This business needs that. Yeah. And I feel like if there's ever anyone we're bagging on, it's Vince and his top lieutenants who are doing a terrible job with Raw and SmackDown. I don't think we're ever oh taking God. great pleasure in any misstep or uh, that NXT or AEW has. I mean, they're both the future of this business. Both. Definitely. Yeah, Raw and SmackDown. If you could get me invested in one feud, uh, you know, I, I, I could count. I think I could count one for the whole year. It's probably Ray and Brock. I can't think of. And maybe the Kofi Becky Kingston. Being, Becky being a badass. Yeah. yeah. But none of her feuds have really gotten. None of her feuds, but, but her just in general. Yeah. 
Now, Becky's, I mean, she's a superstar. They, they've done a good job with her. So, I mean, this is what's cool tonight is, and I think this is where the main roster can help NXT. It's like Kevin Owens showing up tonight uh, was the perfect use, right? Finn Balor is the perfect use. They're not drafting yeah. uh, Seth Rollins back to NXT. They're taking talents that maybe aren't being used properly on the main roster. I don't know if NXT, if Kevin Owens is going there for a while, but man, given all that shit with Shane McMahon and the storylines he's been in, he's hiding in porta potties. Please put Kevin Owens on NXT for yeah. a while. It'll benefit both of them. And uh, and it's not a situation where it makes it look like they're being demeaned or, or demoted. I don't feel it looks that way. Yeah. I, 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 I get more excited for that talent and the show in general. Yeah, as long as it's not hurting his pocketbook. You know, with Finn, I'm, I think he he wanted a break. So NXT is perfect for him because, you know, if you didn't feel like he wanted to deal question. with that schedule right now. But, you know, the there is about the money, the question. Yeah. I don't think they're giving him a pay cut on this. I mean, well, it's I, not that, oh, I'm sure. Not, but. Yeah. Your, your baseline is going to stay the same. But as far as getting uh, the house show money. Yeah, you you're know, right. When and, I got sent back down to OVW, I was in Brock quit when I go to play in NFL. Nathan Jones quit. And nothing more for me when I go back to OVW for more seasoning, right? It's cool. So I go back down to OVW, but they did not move my pay. They didn't make oh, wow. any less pay. Where I lost out was what Raj just hit on, the house show opportunities. Those were gone for like six months while I was back down in OVW until I came back up. And then pay per views as well, because you got the that yes, paper view. Yeah. I don't know, Matt. Would you take your downside right now if it meant that all you had to do was go to the performance center and wrestle at full sale occasionally? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds yes. like a dream. There's it's a lot of people that won't. Though, to be on NXT though. Yeah, to be on NXT. Yes. Yeah, and Kevin Owens lives in Orlando. So this has got to be really good for him to spend time with his family and his cats. Most wrestlers live <laughs> most wrestlers yeah. live in Florida. Yeah. yeah. The taxes, uh, the tax situation is pretty sweet over there, too. Tax free state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, low cost of living. You're near a major airport. No, it's great. Um, so this men's war games match tonight to end this. Once all the guys were in the ring, I thought this was fantastic. There was a lot going on, great interaction. Um, I felt like everybody was elevated. Everybody looked like stars in this match. But that big spot at the end with Champa and Cole, uh, I mean, every member of Undisputed uh, Era went through a table at the end there. But the Champa Cole spot off the top of the cage, I thought was fantastic. And it felt more organic than last year. What did they do? The superplex off the top of the cage uh, where it was like the big tower, like the multi-guy No, I thought what's-his-name did like a quadruple indie flip. That's right. Uh, Ricochet did that. Ricochet. I thought this felt more organic tonight, if that makes sense, because it wasn't just I'm going to climb up and jump off of it. I like that they had the two of them do that interaction through the table. You hit it earlier, Raj. What's his name? Works his ass off over the last, what, week, two weeks now? Um, Yeah, uh, whenever he started with Daniel Bryan. God. I was like, what, three weeks ago? (laughs) It's been nuts. Sick bump, man. I mean, this was one of those, I, I tweeted this as well, where um, when they were setting it up, I'm like, man, you, you, you botched this a little bit. And you guys, I mean, it could be really bad. You know, it, it was like you could die. It, it was one of those that a lot of times with these takeovers, with the matches that they do, they're doing these spots where it's like, oh, man, that looks like they could get seriously injured. But this one, like, seems super dangerous if anything went wrong. And granted, they took their time setting it up. Uh, they they executed it, you know. Champa, I always I just worry. I, you worry about him, right? Yeah, I mean, you lose your footing or anything. Um, I don't know, man. I, I 
I felt like this match would have been awesome without that spot. I know that's what everyone's going to remember, right. but it uh, it would have been. It would have been. Yeah, it, it, they pulled it off. Luckily, they're safe. But um, both of them are right on the verge of what huge superstardom on the main roster. Yeah. Do you know I mean why take this chance? It was just a little. I, I just feel like that kind of stuff. It's a little much. I know fans love it. You know, I'm and, sure people and, are going to be calling me a wuss listening to this. But. And they do. And they and they themselves understand that the the, the the two wrestlers. But it's the pride they have, you know, in their in their brand that yeah. they're that they're saying for tomorrow night's Survivor Series. Hope you all are watching. Top this shit. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Tomorrow having NXT in the mix. I mean, God, if this was just Raw and SmackDown, it would be all. Ball. Yeah. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be awful, but I wouldn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of issues with this pay-per-view on Sunday, but um what the I, fact that they're trying to make it cool by sprinkling NXT dust everywhere? Well, not every the build for every uh NXT versus Bra versus SmackDown match has been the same brawl. They've just oh, done that God, over yeah. and over. It's just been so tired. repetitive. I agree. Like none of these matches I care about except for um, you know the the Brock match. Uh, I think the Nakamura one could be great, but for the most part, it's just it's just there. There's no stakes. It, you don't really care who wins or loses. Do you, does is someone really that into Raw that they really want the Raw brand to win and they're just uh, you know the they're up was, all night. What worrying well, if the Raw is yeah. going to pick up the win? Yes, there was a guy in SmackDown wearing a SmackDown T-shirt the other night in the audience. <laughs> Emotionally invested in Team Blue, baby. <laughs> Can you imagine? You I What's that? Really quick, I want to see if Roger. Did you hear the podcast the other night when I was saying that? Did, did did the fans at home think like, like the SmackDown teams like hang out with each other like on a bus ride over to Raw before they invade it and like they're, having a, they're on a party bus and stuff like doing keg stands and like singing for he's a jolly good fellow on the way there and high five and he's like yeah we're gonna get him guys wait till we get there we're gonna get it and then you know what I mean does the fans like think that's what they're doing like they're hanging out in their honeycomb hideout and shit like that before like they get to the show together palling around no Did you hear what that guy said about Smackdown we're gonna have to get him yes. by the way Raj and I pointed this out P.S. they've been on this brand like two weeks <laughs> two weeks worth and they're this the shows are the same it's just one is red and one is blue it's not like the, uh there's big differences with how it's formatted or how the promos are done one. he's right thanks to the only one who i could see having right. pride behind their brand yeah yeah i want it to be like bad news bears and breaking training the sequel where they steal the van they drive the <laughs> <pieces> together <laughs> How over was Kelly, by the way, in Bad News Bears? Oh, Kelly Leak? He was like, when I was a kid, he was the biggest badass. I wanted to be him so bad. Absolutely. But then I saw Jackie Earl Haley aged. It was like, oh, no. Yeah. He's playing Rorschach and Freddy Krueger. Like, he's a weird-looking dude now. Um, Anyhow. He played Rorschach? Yeah. No. He got nominated for an Oscar a couple years ago. Huh. He, like, didn't act. Actually, he didn't act for, like, 30 years. And then he came out of retirement, got nominated for an Oscar, got Rorschach, got Freddy Krueger. So now he's like back in a big way. Anyhow, um, I am. This is right, Eric, uh, this comment here. Like Bischoff said, if you want a brand split to work, the shows have to feel different. And uh, Bischoff does that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited for tomorrow. I like this men's war games match tonight. I thought this felt really fresh. I thought there were a lot of good spots. Team Ciampa ended up winning this. Um, Lots of people 
laid out after. And Matt, we predicted it last night, kind of relieved we didn't get Raw and SmackDown invading at the end tonight to build Survivor Series even more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been... That would have been a bad choice. I never need to see a multi-man brawl ever again. Oh, jeez. NXT throughout this whole feature, though, right? Of all these these uh, shows showing up at each other's show, these brands showing up at each other's shows, rather. If you notice, though, Raj, <clears throat> Raw and SmackDown were based around that, but NXT itself stayed true to their own storylines throughout the show. Like they were still building their own angles as well within their own show, even though if like SmackDown showed up or and Raw showed up or whatever have you. Did you notice that? Whereas SmackDown and Raw was just utter chaos because NXT was there and SmackDown was there. SmackDown was utter chaos because NXT and Raw came. Whereas NXT, it wasn't so much of, it was a little bit of that, but they had their own main angles that they also stayed focused on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well, like that. The writing just feels better. I don't know why it just does. I just felt like I felt like NXT was a cluster too, because you're building Takeover and Survivor Series on that show that are same weekend. It's like what's what's on what, you know? Uh, they stuck to it though. I thought, right? I mean, they didn't yeah. get away completely from it like the other two shows. I thought did with all their storylines with each other. All the girls are hanging out together. They like what's her name, Lacey, yeah. being in there with. Lacey was trying to rip their faces off just like a week ago. Yeah, sorry guys, that, that, that comment that showed up, I was trying to ban it, and uh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, I'm trying to ban it, but can't oh. find it now. Um, anyway, I was trying to ban this user, and it accidentally uh, showed up on screen. But anyway. teach I'll teach to learn you. how the how the internet works later. Uh, anyhow, final thoughts on tonight's Takeover War Games. This is this is better. This was good. This is about what I expected, to be honest. I expected yeah. a good pay per view. I did. Um, I don't know what you want me to do. Give it a letter grade. I'm a grade. What do you want? Yeah, let's do a letter grade. Why not? Letter for NXT for takeovers. Let's use a different scale because I think I think it's probably an A, That's an easy fair. A. How about this? Is it was this the best takeover? Or you said it best. That'd be an easy A if we weren't basing it on other takeovers. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I was gonna give it that to you. <laughs> okay. Um don't make uh B versus all the takeovers. Um all the takeovers. Well, the the last couple years. B plus. Oh yeah. Solid. I I I'm telling you. I would say this. I was gonna. I was gonna say this will overshadow Survivor Series tomorrow night. There's no way Survivor Series could be better. But with NXT involved in Survivor Series, Survivor Series tomorrow night actually has a chance at topping this. Some of the ma- some of the matches do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not, I don't know. If, I wouldn't say as a whole it does though. Yeah, why don't we uh, quickly run down Survivor Series? But yeah, I think a B plus just because again there was no title match. Uh, there's no title matches. Uh, it, you know, the matches didn't really have any stakes other than the one about getting a title shot tomorrow night. Instead of putting it down, can't we just be like I'm going to tell you why I gave it a B plus versus the other ones because the other ones were out of this galaxy good. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought. And you had the single storylines building to those matches. These like the women's yeah. war game matches are like we're putting you all in here. And, you know, that's right. They, so. they had more. Yeah. Yeah. We had more emotional investment in each storyline. Right. Going into it. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm Run telling you, even without stakes, I felt like tonight was 
better than some recent takeovers because I think the buildup and the storytelling was better for this than it has been for any takeover in a long time. And the way they told a massive story with the men's and women's matches, uh, Riddle versus Balor. I think that this was my favorite takeover in recent memory tonight. See that match with you. Yeah, I, I can't argue. I won't argue with you on it, but it's it's tough because it, we're talking about Bailey versus Sasha, right? We're Chompa talking. Char- Good lord, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying the best of all time. I'm not saying the best of all time, but I'm saying recent. Some but even recent even the WrestleMania one where you had uh, Ciampa versus Gargano, Velveteen Dream, mm-hmm. and Matt Riddle was that weekend too, right? Viking Raiders yeah. and uh, I forgot who they wrestled, but that match was awesome. Um, yeah, I, you know, sometimes it's just because you just saw it, it feels like the best. But if you really go yes, back, recency like, bias. Yeah, exactly. What's well, it called? What do you call uh, Recency bias. Or also sometimes referred to as prisoner of the moment. Prisoner of the moment. Skip yeah. Bayless. Yes. Um, I would also argue that it's because NXT now has two hours every week. And they can tell more stories. Whereas in the shorter one-hour format, they can't build as well. But I, I don't think any of the matches were built that well on this one. Really? They had a hard task, though. If we're being, we got to be fair here. This was a tough task. Hey, you got to build for like our one of our cornerstone pay per views that's coming up tomorrow. Oh yeah, and you also got to build this show that we're having you write for right now. That's that's our takeover. It's supposed to be the huge shows for us. You know, a few times that we have a year. Were they have four of them a year? Mm-hmm. About I think, four takeovers a year. Well, there were six. Maybe Six, whatever. Five, five, but yeah. This will not be an easy task. If I was a writer, I'd be like, you've got to be kidding me. They fed me like, okay, you got to write an invasion. <laughs> uh-huh. and this, would be, this would not be easy. They announced the next takeover, by the way. It's going to be in February, uh, February 16th on a Sunday. So it's not going to be on a weekend of a WWE pay-per-view. A lot of people thought that eight, uh, that uh, NXT like was that. moving the takeovers uh, away from WWE pay-per-views to combat AEW and go head-to-head with them. But by being on a Sunday, it won't be going head-to-head with AEW either because AEW does Saturday night. So I like this. It makes them stand alone. It, it doesn't have to be a lead-in to the WWE pay-per-views. I like this. Yeah. Yep. Where are we at, Glenn, with the card? Uh, well, that's the card. I mean, oh, oh so we're going to talk about Survivor Series now. Yes. So we've got Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. No holds barred, no disqualification, and this is for the WWE Championship. Rey ain't winning. <laughs> I've seen people argue he could. I've seen people argue. It ain't happening. Yeah, I mean, in a weird way, I could almost see it. I mean, who else do you got for Brock right now? Um, okay, I will hang on. Let me give a caveat in here. I just thought of something. Unless they have someone else that they want to be champion that's a heel and they want to smoke ray you know what i mean somebody that could come in and just clobber ray and take the title from him but but they would not put over on brock because they're not big enough of a star yet to do it yeah i mean i could see dominic coming in interfering hitting brock with something maybe kane and then uh turning on his dad uh, already though is it too early is it then i don't know i don't know I, I think eventually I could see that too, but I think it's hilarious how it happens. Uh, I'm going to die <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Ray. I'm going to go with the upset. Okay. I think we're more in agreement on this one. Universal championship match, the fiend Bray Wyatt defending his championship against Daniel Bryan. So they're going to fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Fiend. Daniel Bryan ain't beating the fiend. 
Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, the fiend, easy. Yeah, I just hope it's not too much of a squash. Okay, then we've got the mid card champions match: AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. Why do you guys say it like that? Take it back. Don't call it mid card championship match. Sorry, the site I'm looking at literally says the mid card champions match. Well, that site needs to stop calling it that. <laughs> yes, take that, CBS. Um, <laughs> look yeah. at Wrestling Inc. Well. I, I Googled Raj. I went with who Google came up with first. Stay in your lane, CBS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, who? This one's did. Now, this one is a legit tough call. Um, I, I thought, I remember I'm predict, I was trying to predict an all NXT win. So I'm, I got to stick with, I, I see Roddy winning and him pinning AJ, not Nakamura. AJ yeah. could take a loss and he'll be fine. Yeah, I have to stick with my NXT guys winning. NXT's yeah, a tough sweet. one. I mean, I mean, you know, again, I feel like if you had a a, a draft pick or something that the winner would get, uh, you know, so if NXT wins, they get to pick someone from either Raw or SmackDown, you mm-hmm. know, vice versa. The That'd women's cool. match, they get to pick a woman. The tag match, they get to pick a tag team. Cool. Uh, it would, yeah, it would make it. Uh, they didn't do that actually. It's so simple. If it it's like. easy, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. You should be writing for him, Raj. <laughs> I don't think he wants to take the pay cut. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the tag team champions match, the Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus Undisputed Era. Wait, time out. Who was your pick, Raj? Uh, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. AJ Styles, sorry. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Tag teams. Who do you got, Matt? Who was it again? Viking Raiders and who? Viking Raiders, New Day and Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. Yeah. Take they take it on uh, uh what do you call it? Not Viking Warriors. New Day. Uh, oh really? Wow. Um, and then the men's survivor series elimination match. We got Team Rock, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet, Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Ali, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman, Team NXT not yet announced. Um, and I believe on Triple H's post takeover call. They did not confirm what it is. I think it'll be a surprise tomorrow, perhaps. Um, but that being said, Matt, you think NXT is going to win this one? Yep. I think this is when they have the best chance to win if uh, we get a surprise, if Kevin Owens turns on Team Raw. Yeah, I think by also by keeping it a surprise, uh, hopefully they come up with something interesting there mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with NXT on that one as well. And then the women's Survivor Series elimination match, Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, the Kabuki Warriors, and Sarah Logan versus Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross versus Team NXT. I believe this was announced, and if what I saw was correct, it's going to be Rhea Ripley, who we knew, uh, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and I apologize, uh, let me figure out who the other two are going to be. Someone uh, tweeted this at me. Raj, did you see this? Confirmed. Uh, um, yeah, it was the, the the ones that showed up on um, on uh, SmackDown last night. It was Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, and Bianca Belair. Candice LeRae, you left off, Glenn. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I guess and it was Tony confirmed. Storm? Raj, Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm. Yeah. Which, I mean, Tony Storm's awesome. So oh that, my was God, a, yeah. that was a good surprise. 
Yep, she's got total luck as well on top of it, besides being a good worker. Um, def- I have them again. I have uh, NXT. I feel like NXT could win this one as well. Wait, are they wrestling? Are they being billed as the main event? Main event? Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. Although, I mean, look, I think they should be the main event, but I would be shocked if the men didn't Wait, go Wait, you last. think the Women's Survivor Series match should be the main event? I mean, Brock versus Ray is there's a good argument for going last, but yes. the or women. The Fiend versus uh, oh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I feel like a world title game. match. You should, you should. They're supposed to be. We've seen WWE doesn't do that. I don't know why. Yeah. But these five on five on five matches have no stakes, you know what? But they built. <laughs> but they've built the Brand supremacy. Survi- they've yeah. built the women's Survivor Series match. I feel like more than the men's Survivor Series match at this point. So if one was going to go last, I feel like this should be it. Hmm. I feel like this build has been the same for both. Uh, you, you got the bigger stars on. Eh, I think arguably you got the bigger stars on the men's side because you got Roman, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. You know, Braun Strowman, so. Yeah. Uh, there's the women's champions match, which is going to be Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. <sighs> Shayna on Bailey. Really? I'm going to go mm-hmm. Becky. Yeah, I think Becky. I have an NXT sweep. I have to stick with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we're going to have two other matches. The NXT championship, Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. We talked about this earlier. Adam Cole. Yeah, definitely. I'm cool, baby. Mm-hmm. And Leo Rush is going to face Angel Garza for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Wait, what? 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 Angel? What? What'd you say? Angel Garza is going to face Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight Championship. I like me some Leo Rush. I don't know about Garza yet. I, I think Garza's doing really well. He's he's a good up and comer, but I, I still think it's too. It's Leo would just want it. I think it's too soon to get get it off of him. So I'm yeah, he ain't losing. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like Leo could use a bit of a spotlight on a pay-per-view. And, and he can do something for that title, I feel, too, at the same time. He's entertaining, man. Yeah. And in the ring, I'm saying. He's entertaining. He's really good. He's good on the mic. I'd like to see him get more promo time. Yeah. So there you have it. Survivor Series tomorrow night. We're going to talk about it immediately after it goes off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin will be filling in for me tomorrow, but I'll be back on Monday night. Where are you going? Uh, just, just, and I just swap because I'm going to be doing Wednesday and, uh, Friday this week. So, uh, he's taking one night for me. <laughs> there you have it. I'm joking, Justin. <laughs> cool. Anything else before we take this home? Yes. WrestleMania weekend, Raj. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. So plan on doing that, guys. Uh, Justin's, Justin's helping set it up. He's sent me a super long email. <laughs> I've been so busy. I'm like, I'm going to get to that soon. But uh, yeah, we're, we're working on it. Live. You can watch our podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway. Oh, this is going to be like a wonderful disaster in front of a live studio yep. audience. <laughs> yep. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. And it'll be good. Uh, he is at BP Matt Morgan. He is at Raj Geary underscore 303. Wrestling Inc. is the site for all your wrestling news and analysis. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. I'd greatly appreciate a follow there. And we will catch you back here tomorrow night to talk Survivor Series on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.